paradise podcast. What's up, guys? Episode four. I am back. I'm your host, Jess Marquez. This is a show in celebration of all things sports gambling set in beautiful Reno, Nevada. It's official. The holiday season is upon us. Craziness all around. Uh, I was not able to get uh, some guests, but I wanted to just put out a quick little episode just to get something out there. Uh, So it's just going to be me this episode. I'm sorry in advance. Um, It's going to be a little bit shorter than usual as well because of that. So um, we're going to get to the Wolfden as always, uh, discuss Wolfpack football and basketball. Then I'm going to give out three Miss Universe picks. And we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive on that just because I think it's extremely interesting that they would have odds on something like that in the first place. And I'm going to take advantage. So I have three picks and I feel relatively confident about them. So I'm going to give those out and then I'm going to end the show by just doing a quick little segment on the NFL. I mean, I don't know really why I'm doing this, to be honest with you. I'm just going to give out one pick, one one more damn pick. And if it doesn't hit, I'm saying right now I'm officially taking the weekend off and I'm not touching the NFL football for the rest of uh, December probably because I've been taking some baths. But I'd have one more pick up my sleeve and I'm going to give that out. Um, so, yeah, uh, without further ado, let's get right into it. All right, guys, uh, Wolf Den, uh, last episode, I promised the uh, football bowl game odds and everything, and it is officially here. Yeah, you can sense the excitement in my voice. We got a barn burner for this one, the Arizona Bowl at AZ Arizona Stadium, sorry, at in Tucson. For a hot second, I'm not going to lie, I actually thought this was the Cardinal Stadium, and I was like almost 2% more hype about this, but it's literally just the University of Arizona Stadium, <laughs> so... I don't know why I got my hopes up. Uh, we got a we got a heavyweight coming in, uh, Arkansas State, the Red Wolves, uh, big time matchup, boys. Let's go. Who doesn't love a Sun Belt Mountain West shootout? Just to get off topic for a second, am I the only one that just does not like bowl season? I can't stand these like in between December weeks before the big bowls actually start, and we have like every day we have two terrible games every day. I just don't understand it. I just have no desire to watch six and six and seven five seven and five teams play on a neutral field. I just don't, and this game really is no different. I mean, I sound like a terrible uh, Wolfpack student right now, but I just don't. I'm just not excited for this game. But uh, either way, I'm going to discuss it. Let's get into it. Uh, so the Red Wolves come in with an eight and four record, six and six against the spread. One game better than us. We are seven and five, also six and six against the spread. Uh, they can they can throw the ball around a little bit. Uh, they're averaging 31.8 points per game and 26.4 allowed versus us, which is uh, 32.3 points per game and 21 allowed. Or sorry, 28 allowed. That's my thought. One, I was looking through the numbers on this, and this is actually a really close matchup. Uh, I don't know who put this game together, but uh, I commend them for it. This is actually a really close matchup on paper. Uh, every offensive category is within 25 yards, so all of our uh, passing and running and stuff like that where we uh, differ is on defense uh, one interesting thing is we allow 70 more pass yards a game and they allow 70 more rush yards a game so it's kind of like six and one half dozen uh the big difference though is that they are rolling right now they are coming off of four straight wins by double digits and putting up at least 30 in every game uh, whereas we're coming off our two biggest shits of the year nine point squeaker against the worst team in division one San Jose State and a gut-wrenching loss to UNLV, which I discussed at, discussed at nauseum last week. Minus 13 and a half. What the fuck? So, at this point, you're probably saying, shut the fuck up, get to the damn line. Arkansas State's favored in this, guys. <laughs> favored by one and a half. Money line is minus 120. We Our money line is even right now at plus 100. 
Uh, that could change, obviously. This game is not till the 29th of December. So yeah, we're really, really anxiously awaiting this one. And I'm gonna be honest with you guys, uh, I would take this spread, crumple it up, uh, shit on it, and throw it out the window. I would just take the over at 60 and a half and don't even watch this game. Just the way that we've played the last two weeks has just been so ugly, and I just really have a feeling that this team is going to come and punch us in the mouth. And uh, or you know, I might, we might win. I don't mean to sound terribly uh, pessimistic, but I think one team gets at least 45, and then the other team can easily get 20. So I think over at 60 and a half is probably the best play here. Uh, one interesting thing I was looking at since 2005. Uh, UNR is a whopping three and seven in bowl games, but we're one and zero in the Arizona Bowl with a twenty-eight to a twenty-three win over Colorado State in twenty fifteen. Shout out to Brian Polian. I don't, I, I don't think he gets that enough. Shout out to Brian Polian. One thing, he, he might not have done much, but at least he won the Arizona Bowl. So we'll see how this one goes. If we can go two and zero, Arkansas State, on the other hand, uh, is in their eighth straight bowl game. And one interesting thing about Arkansas State, I did not know. They actually had both Hugh Freeze and Gus Malzahn as as head coaches in the last ten years, so this is definitely a this is not a team to take lightly. I'm definitely not. I would not be surprised if we lost this game outright. Excuse me. They are three and four in their previous seven bowls, so yeah, one and a half point spread is really nothing basically. Um, so it could go either way. I would not be surprised if we won or lost, but I do think the over comes in at sixty one and a half. So I think that's the play there. Okay, uh, getting into some basketball. Let's get to some happy time, right? Yeah, 10-0, baby. Uh, number seven in the land, the Wolfpack. We are 10-0, as I just said. 7-3 against the spread. Uh, two straight losses against the spread, but I want to get into the last three games. So since the last episode, we've had a big road win against USC where we dominated the second half, one by 12. Uh, we had a gutty, gutsy win against uh, number 20 Arizona State at Staples Center. Uh, this was a heavyweight fight. Oh my goodness. This was like every play was like an and one at the, in the last 10 minutes was just drives to back down drives to the lane every time putting the ball like slamming the ball into the court. Definitely felt like a tournament game. I loved watching this game. It felt great to it felt great knowing that we have a very experienced team that can handle games like this because in the past we would normally uh, crumble. Bobby Hurley is a great coach, and I have a lot of respect for him, and that was a great team that we went uh, to Staples Center and, and beat him. As far as betting goes, there's actually a pretty sickening backdoor cover by Arizona State. We were down by a lot. I think we were down by as much as like 15 in the first half, came back and tied it, and then uh, managed to pull ahead for much of the second half. And then we were up by eight with like 30 seconds left, which was exactly what uh, the line was, seven and a half, which uh, I thought was too high to begin with. I thought we should have been more like three or four. Uh, but it was seven and a half going into the game and we were <laughs> we were up by eight with like 30 seconds left and they gave up a garbage layup uh, Just let them go right past and let them score So we ended up winning by six So I actually stayed away from that game because I thought the line was too high and I was actually kind of scared of Arizona State Especially on a neutral floor, but uh, that's a rough backdoor cover for whoever had that Yeah, uh, the next game I want to get to uh, we have a big matchup against South Dakota State Which you probably not gonna hear very often, but I am not taking this team lightly at all Watch out for this game. If you remember from last episode, this is one of Isaac's picks. Our Kings correspondent, he loves them as well. He always texts me whenever they cover. Three big things here. Uh, we start slow against everybody. It does not matter who we're playing. We cannot start a game on the right foot. We were down to Grand Canyon for much of the first half a couple of days ago. 
So, I mean, pretty much any team can come out and get a lead on us, which scares me against this team because I just watched them put up 90 in the first half tonight. We struggle against zone defense, and I have to imagine that that's like going to be, we're going to see that pretty much every game moving forward because we just cannot play against the zone very effectively. It takes us a while to get used to it. Mike Dom is balling right now. Uh, Isaac probably just wet himself. He probably just heard me say that from miles away and just wet himself because he, again, always texts me. 25.2 points per game. That's six in the nation right now. 52% from the field and 40% from three. That was before this game, this past game that they played where they put up like 140. So I'm sure those numbers have gone up. Uh, I'm scared of this team. Anything, there's no line yet because this game's not until Saturday. Um, but anything over six or seven is fishy to me. I probably would not take that. And yeah, so that's going to be a big game. I think we will still win, obviously. Um, but like I said, I would not be surprised if this is a game that goes down to the wire because they can definitely score. Uh, one final note on basketball. Uh, we dropped twice in the AP poll. We were, we, won at, we won at USC. We dropped to six. We won, at, we won against Arizona State. We dropped to seven. So I don't really know how that works. I'm not even going to argue that because you're just not going to win that argument. I mean, it's kind of true. We do have a... A bad schedule but you know it's just kind of a it's a kind of a bummer to you know see us win these big games and then continue to go down uh, i feel like ucf almost uh natty champs <laughs> um, speaking of natty champs uh i checked our championship odds as of this morning this, this is tuesday the 11th i checked the odds this morning and we're listed at plus 1500 remember i said in the first i think it was the first episode we were plus 800 and i was freaking out because that was so low so we're back down to 1500 so keep an eye out. All right, this is going to do it for the Wolf Den this week. Let's get to some Miss Universe. Okie doke. Miss Universe 2018. Yes, let's get it, boys. The 67th annual competition this year is going to be December 16th at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's in Thailand this year. So basically, here's what I want to know, and this is kind of what spawned the whole thing. Isn't this supposed to be like an objective competition? <laughs> I mean, isn't that the whole point of this is that they show up, they walk in a circle, they answer questions that don't really have answers to them, and they do a performance of some kind, and then the judges pick a winner. So I'm not really understanding of why there would be uh, odds on favorites, especially there's a heavy favorite this year, which I'm going to get to in a second. But just the thought of them like having rankings as far as one in favor than the other is kind of strange to me. And if you're wondering where I got these odds in the first place, they're from mybookie.com, which is not the best website. It's not really a free advertisement for them because they're kind of shitty, but they do have Miss Universe odds. So if you do like these picks and you want to jump on, that's where you can find this at. Um, so there's a couple ways to break this down. The first is by country. So that's what I started with. By looking at the past winners, over a third of the past winners have come from Mexico and South American countries. So it's pretty clear that the judges are pretty favorable to that side of the world, that area of the world. And... You know, who's to blame them, right? But there has been a, a whopping seven winners, seven from Venezuela alone. That's over 10% of the entire competition has come from one country. That's Venezuela. And including back-to-back -back winners in 08 and 09, if that's even possible. So uh, that's my first pick just based on historical precedents. Uh, this year's entry from Venezuela, her name is Stephanie Gutierrez. And she's sitting at plus 3,500 right now. Uh, and that's about the middle of the pack. So it's not really... Um, not really a, a favorite it's not really a long shot she's right around the middle that's my first pick uh stephanie gutierrez at 3500 now the opposite you would go you would say that's voter fatigue they don't want to get another winner from there so 
that kind of ties into the favorite. So the favorite this year is plus 850, uh, Maria Diaz from Brazil. That's my second pick, um, Maria Diaz from Brazil. She's plus 850, like I just said. And from the opposite of Venezuela, Brazil hasn't had a winner since 1968. Literally 50 years. 50 years since the last Brazilian winner. So that's that's part of the reasoning why I'm uh, putting her as in as my second pick. But also the fact that if she's listed as such a heavy favorite, which the second favorite is plus 1,000 for Canada, I have to think that she's probably going to win, right? I mean, if you, this is an awards-based show and she's such a heavy favorite, you have to think that she's probably going to win. I mean, we just saw that with Kyler Murray for the Heisman. So I'm kind of thinking that I'm probably going to actually put some down on that if she's if she's favored by so much and it's plus 850 that's pretty great value so that's my second pick uh, maria diaz now the second way i broke it down was by age so 28 of the past 67 winners were under 20 years old but it was kind of uh it was more more precedent for that early on in the competition for the first 30 years than the last 30 years and it's actually been 10 years since uh, somebody under 20 years has won it so 2009 18 year old stefania fernandez won it uh, from guess where, Venezuela. So this year I went through and looked for some diaper dandies to kind of choose from, and I found the one that I liked. So my diaper dandy for this year is Emily Madison from Jamaica. Yes, that's right, Jamaica. She's 19 years old. Jamaica, unlike Brazil, unlike Venezuela, has never had a winner in Miss Universe, and she's sitting at plus 2,500, so I think that's about eight or ninth best. So I feel good about that too. So uh, Emily Madison from Jamaica at plus 2,500 is my third and final pick. She's 19 years old. And like I said before, Jamaica has never won Miss Universe. And me think it's time, man. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus, I'm sorry about that. I apologize to everyone. Just everyone for that. Uh, one final note before I get off this topic. Steve Harvey is back hosting this year. The incomparable Steve Harvey. <laughs> my bookie actually has odds listed for... If he will announce the wrong winner again, yes is plus 4,000, sorry, and no is minus 10,000. So I don't know if you want to throw that on some, you know, throw it on some parlays or whatever, <laughs> but uh, if he will announce the wrong winner again, yes is plus 4,000, no is minus 10,000. So that's one thing to keep in mind, the uh, incomparable Steve Harvey. You just never know what's going to happen with that guy, so keep an eye out for that. Alrighty guys, to finish out the show, we're just gonna get to the National Football League. My goodness, what a bloodbath these last two weeks have been for me. Uh, I started out the season pretty hot. I was hitting on a lot because the favorites were winning. How about that? But uh, this last week was really, really rough. I ended up one and seven. Thank you, Seahawks, for clocking in and actually doing your goddamn job. I, it's not that I lost. It's not that I had them all straight picks. So it's not like I lost a shit ton of money. I mean, they're mostly parlays. I think I had two parlays of three teams each, and they literally went 0 for six. So that's pretty tough. And I gotta say, guys, I'm on the edge. I'm on the edge. This is it. If uh, if I don't hit this pick on which I'm about to get to, I'm taking the weekend off. I'm doing some shopping. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I'm not betting NFL this week if I lose this pick. So what I'm going to get to is the Chiefs and Chargers. This is the best game of the week, and of course it's on a Thursday, so I don't even have to... I can hit this and then not even have to worry about the weekend. So basically, what I'm looking at here, the, the spread is uh, Chiefs minus 3.5 at home, which is not bad, especially considering home teams usually slaughter people on these Thursday night games, which are such a joke. But basically what I'm looking at right now is probably... Uh, not what a lot of other people would think is the under here at 53 and a half. 
basically it's a short week. There's injuries all over the place. We don't know if Melvin Gordon's going to play for the Chargers. We don't know, or at least he's probably not going to be, he's going to be in a limited capacity. We don't know if Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill is playing or Spencer Ware. It looks like he's out too. So on top of that, it looks like pretty shitty weather in Kansas City on Thursday, mid thirties with scattered showers throughout the day. I just really don't think there's going to be a lot of ball movement. And if there is um, not to the level we're used to seeing, the first time these teams met, it was 38-28 Chiefs. So all of that combined, given the short week and all the weather conditions and everything like that, I like this game to go under 53 and a half. And I like that half there because I think 53 is to uh, 53 could still be around the number and, uh, and still win that. So that's my one pick for this week. I swear to God, if it doesn't hit, you might not ever, you guys might not ever hear from me again, which you're probably happy about, but that's my pick for this week. Chiefs Chargers under 53 and a half. Please, God, go through. Okay, everybody, that's going to do it for this shortened episode of the Paradise Podcast. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Paradise Podcast or on Instagram at Paradise Podcast. Um, we, we appreciate everything, uh, all the feedback, all the listens, everything. So tell your friends. Uh, like I said, rate, review, subscribe, and yeah, good luck to everyone this weekend. Uh, happy holidays and get that money down. See ya.